Well, hello there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. And welcome to episode 10 of the podcast. Hooray! Uh, <laughs> 10, we made it to 10. Wow! Um, and you, you can find all our previous episodes on animationforadults.com, podcast.com, iTunes, and now Stitcher. And I am Chris, and I am joined, as always, by Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello. How's it going? I'm good, thanks, Chris. Awesome. And by Avon. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> oh, things are things are going well. Awesome. For only the uh, second time it's in our ten episodes, it's just the three of us this time, and we haven't got any guests, so uh, you'll just have to cope with us. But <laughs> <laughs> we're all right, right? Yeah. Um, Fine. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> These yeah. people are awesome, and I, yeah, and I won't hear a, hear a word said against them. Um, and yeah, hope we we will have the others back at some point. We're trying to set it up, uh, but at the moment it's just the three of us this week. And this week we are going to talk about box trolls in our move through the Oscar-nominated films um, of well this year technically, because they were only nominated mm-hmm. this year. We've done How to Tame the Dragon 2, we've done Song of the Sea, and we've done uh, Princess Kaguya. So, uh, we are moving onwards and going through box trolls. Uh, but before that, we've got some of our usual animation discussion. But, as we said, this is our 10th episode, and we thought we'd use this opportunity for a bit of self-indulgent looking back uh Basically, just seeing how how the podcast has gone for the first ten weeks of its existence, really. How do you think it's gone, guys? <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I, um, I, I thought about this last week, and um, I think that we have a pretty good variety, right? Like, yep. you know, we don't, and and it's pretty much the same. Um, uh, uh, you know, mo as 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 the site, which is mm-hmm. you know just any type of animation from any time from anywhere in the world yep. is 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 interesting to us. Um, and I think you know, like the fact that in in ten episodes we've sort of done, you know, Edinburgh Film Festival and and Song of the Sea, and then you know Inside Out and covering, um, you know. All sorts of things, and last week with uh, with James Rogers mm-hmm. talking about Luna is um, yeah, I think we have a really good like variety going yeah. on. Yeah, I think I said in like in the first episode, I I was impressed that you know we could talk about Dragon Ball and Clangers in the same podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that was quite unusual. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think we've been doing pretty well. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously. We've been making it up as we go along, feeling our way through. Um, Don't tell them that. Um, <laughs> I think they go. <laughs> <laughs> I think they can guess that. Um, so there have been some teething problems with the technical aspects and stuff, like until I got a decent microphone, mm. and I got a, when I got a new computer and was using the internal mic, and I was a bit quiet. A little bit quiet. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, but... I, I, I'm not sure if like it's 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 obvious to anyone listening, but um, we've we've never technically met in person. That's nope. right. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and every week, this is uh, you know an operation that that crosses oceans and has a few motorways <laughs> from, from Bristol to to Kent. It's uh, a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, it's yeah. fun for us as well, or we wouldn't be doing it. But definitely. Yeah. Uh, but. And a roundabout way, what I'm actually doing is saying to you, the listener, is I'm saying, if you want to let us know, you know, if you've listened to every episode or or if you've just listened to some, the ones you want to listen to, if you've made it all the way to the end of our two and a half hour epics and stuff like that, um, just, we've, we've had some feedback and it's been pretty much positive, but, uh, you know, if you want to let us know what you like about the show and what you'd like us to do more of or what you'd like less of or well i don't know um <laughs> it'd just be yeah. nice you know to hear how we're going <laughs> really that's <laughs> bait yeah I, i'm not fishing for compliments or anything i'm just saying it'd be interesting to hear what people are thinking so far because we're it's early days and we're, we're you know we're experimenting with the format and stuff and we're going to try out some different things and different types of shows, and we've got some interesting ones planned um, for the future. Um, so, basically, just any feedback you can give us would be appreciated. You know, either via Twitter or Facebook or uh, via the website, via email, or whatever, and that'd be great. And also, you can always spread the word about the podcast and leave us some reviews on either iTunes or podcast.com. Or now Stitcher, if you prefer to use nice. Stitcher. Um, and we'd appreciate it, really. Um, and tell you, you know, tell your animation-loving friends and stuff. And spread the word. <laughs> and also, if you're a animation-type person, if you're ever interested in coming on the show, let us know as well. And that's not only, like, people in the industry, but also independent animators, writers, voice actors... Any, you know, people who write about animation or just people who are enthusiastic fans. Any of you would be welcome. Just let us know and we'll see if we can set something up sometime. And as you may have heard on our previous episodes, Avon here has been helping set up Animation Nights New York, which is a very exciting uh, uh, screening in New York of independent animation. And the first one happened this past week, and I'm going to talk about it a bit. See, give us a little report on how it went down. Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Um, we had a full house. We had a full house on the premiere event, so that was uh, pretty exciting. It's amazing. Um, yeah, it was really great. I mean, you know, the venue um, is a very intimate little venue um, as far as like seating is concerned. But um, but yeah, we we had. Um, I mean, I stood through the whole thing. <laughs> I think pretty much everyone had a seat. We had a couple of people who did, stood, but um, but you know, we also have uh, the venue is just beautiful. It's fantastic. There's um, I think I mentioned this before, but there's a, a little tiny bar on one side, market bar, and uh, it's at the Fulton Stall Market um, in the South Street Seaport District of New York City, 
and uh, Market Bar is part of it, as well as Little Water Radio. So we're using that space um, uh, once a month, the second Wednesday of every month, 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. uh, to do an animation screening event. And uh, sort of a screening and networking event, really. Um, but, yeah, so we have a little bar area. And we also, um, there's an outside atrium area, and the sound is piped out there. So um, some people were, uh, like, having a smoke and having a beer, <laughs> kind of watching the movies um, from there as well, or taking little breaks, you know. Um, but the, and actually, everyone stayed, though. There wasn't a ton of wandering around or anything. I mean, everyone sat and... Um, and uh, Watched through the show. We had about 21 films, um, short films, about a little over an hour's worth of of of, uh, of screening. And then uh, afterwards, we had a Q and A. Everyone stayed around for that, and uh, it was just terrific. I mean, <laughs> we had a fantastic crowd, really wonderful group of people. Um, uh, many of the animators showed up, and uh, afterwards we hung out a little bit longer and, and mingled and everybody, you know, grabbed a drink and just chatted. And, uh, yeah, it was terrific. It was uh, lovely. It was just, it was a blast, really. It was a blast. The sound was really nice. And now we've got a, the sound is fantastic, actually, because, you know, it's a radio station. So that's all um, sort of part of the <laughs> package. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, I have to say, it definitely, uh, was a success <laughs> for a premiere event. It was it was really terrific. Um, we're looking forward to the next one. The next one is going to be um, uh, second Wednesday. It should be October fourteenth, and I believe we'll be screening uh, contemporary Czech animation, Maybe. as well as some yeah some. Uh, we still have to hammer out a few of the details, but. We're incorporating um, contemporary Czech animation as well as um, probably some of the um, uh, more well-known um, older works as well, and just you know talk about how um, one influence the, influences the other. And um, we're also hoping to uh, set up like a, a live feed through Skype or Google Hangout so that the uh, the filmmakers will be able to sort of attend virtually. Great. Because I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, looking looking forward to to the next one. Um, it was terrific, though. I mean, it was really wonderful. It was great to meet a few. A couple people found jobs. I found out recently. Oh wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, really. It was really people were thanking us for doing it and. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I'm really, really excited. That's We're up crazy. On, I know. <laughs> it's it's on. so it's so amazing as well. And like, it was your first one, and it was I so, know. like out of I gate. know, and it just it happened so fast. You know, um, it, we just said yes to the opportunity. Uh, Robert Lyons and I, and Django Voris, He's our the technical director. He runs Little Water Radio, but um. But yeah, we're super excited. I mean, and the thing is, like, we've got, I mean, we definitely want to encourage people to submit films, and we have short, a short list of, of films and filmmakers we definitely want to be involved, and we've contacted a few, and, and everyone's been very receptive so far, um, and, and uh, you know, will happily screen their films. 
But um, we're also we're accepting submissions from Full Freeway, um, and everything's free right now. We're not, you know, charging any kind of like uh, submission fee, or we're, we're not charging an, an admittance admission fee either to the event. It's all uh, free. Um, we just want to encourage people to, you know, hang out, uh, buy beverages at the bar, and just kind of, you know, support independent animation. Um, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, um, yeah, but it, it's it's uh, oh, so I was going to say yeah, in the film freeway. I mean, we've got well close to a hundred films really soon that have been wow. submitted um, by probably the end of the weekend <laughs> um, as things have been going. So I've seen some really terrific stuff, um, and uh, yeah, we've we've got a number to watch still, but it looks like we're going to be okay um, with regard to to films. Wow, that's amazing! This has come together like in the time, in the time this podcast has been going. This idea has been cooked up and set up, and now it's a thing and yeah. it's a successful thing. I mean, I think, I think uh, we've had like it's not quite ten weeks because we, I think we've had we had two weeks off, I think mm-hmm. out of out oh. of the thing. But still, wow, it doesn't feel like that long ago. Wow, you, you were talking about doing it, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and now it's a thing. It's a successful thing. I know. That I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't want this to sound like we're being really self-indulgent. You know, one of our presenting big success, but we want to. You know, we want to celebrate this because it's a very cool thing, and it's bringing together lots of really talented animators and stuff. And Avon. Well done. Yeah, yeah, you did it. It sounds like such a fun evening. I'm so well. Um, yeah, it's really fun. I'm I mean, so guys... sad that I can't be there. Yeah, it sounds so well, quick yeah. fun. You'll <laughs> have to. You the can attend Atlantic virtually. Ocean. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have to attend um, virtually at least. But um, you guys should definitely. I mean. Oh yeah. We're so, all gonna have to meet up at one point. Yeah. It's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. Really fun. But um, AFA con. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the thing, another cool thing is, um, you know, ASIFA has been very supportive of uh, Animation Nights New York. Um, so they, um, the next screening, in fact, was sort of, uh, um, sort of because of them. So um, they, uh, yeah, it's it's really that's pretty exciting too because you know they're. They're, uh, that's an organization that's been around quite a while, so it's just nice to have a little bit of a nod from them. Yeah, they're kind of a big deal. Yeah, as we <laughs> as we move forward with this, you know, I mean, it's just nice to, you know, uh, have a little tip of the hat. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's really exciting, and um, it felt very special. You know, it really did. It felt uh, it felt kind of perfect. You know. Um, like I said, everyone was really uh, charged up about animation, and we we had the line itself. I mean, um, I can uh, we'll definitely post it in the show notes just so everyone can like see the the lineup again of of films, and um, and also the update on the blog with like photos and stuff like that, and the one little movie like sort of showing people at the event. But um, we had a really nice mix of films, and some of it was. Um, really funny, you know, and then we had some uh, experimental pieces and, and, um, and I love the fact that we're not, there's no, uh, there's no kind of rule about, you know, like how old the film or how new the film needs to be in order to be submitted. You know, we, 
we have like a real mix of things from uh, made from at all different times by people of all different ages and um, and you know we also had some really kind of influential people in uh, the world of uh, independent animation who attended too and and, um, and some people who were just out of school you know it, it was uh, it was a tremendous uh, night a really great mix <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, I'm excited. I could keep going on, so I'll stop now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that is very cool. And if you are in New York uh, in September, no, October 14th, was that? Yes, October 14th. Uh, second Wednesday of every month. We're going to keep that uh, consistent unless uh, something crazy happens, but that's the plan. Uh, second Wednesday of every month at 8 o'clock. Yeah, be there if you can. Yes. Uh, or travel if you can't. Just like get the yeah. run, get the Greyhound bus, whatever. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> get us with our American references. <laughs> Take Route sixty six. <laughs> Does that go there? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Fly an airplane without the O uh, in it. And you can also um, <laughs> we're on Twitter and we're on Instagram and Facebook. Um, a-N-N-Y. It's uh, A-N-M Nights. But anyway, we'll post, post all that in the show, show notes, too. Okay, yeah. Excellent. So, awesome. Thank you for <laughs> allowing us to be really self-indulgent for a little bit of the show. <laughs> but We're not directly affiliated, so I don't, think, I don't think it counts as self-indulgence. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> right. No, uh, yeah. That'll do. We'll take that. Um Right, uh, it's time to talk some animation <laughs> news. Um, so, as always, there has been... What's happened some... this week? What has happened this week? What hasn't happened this week? Uh, <laughs> well, it's not actually that much. Um, <laughs> I don't want to oversell it. Um, one thing that has happened uh, very, very recently is that yesterday there was the... Um, the Emmy Creative Arts um, Awards. Uh, apparently, Emmy, the Emmy Awards, the um, Television Academy Awards, happen in two bits basically. Um, and there's like the big one with all the celebrities, and then there's the other one, which is the Creative Arts thing. And all the animation stuff is shoved into the the other one, um, <laughs> which happened last night. And we reported a while ago about the nominations. And I think we basically said that Over the Garden Wall wasn't going to win. Over the Garden Wall won. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it beat out uh, Simpsons, Archer, Jesus Christ. That's, that's, that's a big deal. I mean, The Simpsons is just like... Beat them off. Well, it's just like, it seems like it's always... It's, well, it's always nominated, which is crazy. Um, but it seems like it wins a lot, doesn't it? Well, this is the interesting thing because it kind of suggests that the people who voted for it actually, actually watched. watched it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we yeah. sort of assume that they just ticked the yeah. Simpsons box. Sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, I it's it sounds like we're being like you know cynical, but we there's a reason to be because that's usually how how it turns out. Yeah. Um, it, and over the garden wall doesn't seem to fit. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't fit any kind of 
mould for those sorts of shows that get nominated. Yeah, well, uh, everything else there is an animated animation. sitcom, adult animated sitcom. And this is a, um, it's on Cartoon Network, and it's a um, limited um, event miniseries type thing. So it's completely, you know, it's basically it's only chance to win. So yeah, it's, it's great that it's won. Um, <laughs> and that's the long form thing. Even even though the episodes are only like ten minutes, I think it's probably because mm-hmm. the whole thing is long form. Maybe mm-hmm. um, Adventure Time won the outstanding short format animated program. Um, so that's good as well. <laughs> does, it, does it say what, which episode? Because because um. I mean, it's weird. Like when 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 anything is nominated for an Emmy, it's it's basically saying that whole season. But they yeah. have to submit one episode. Jake oh. the Brick. Jake the Brick. And I can't tell you what the episode is because I'm way oh. behind on yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it turns out that contrary to what we said before, or, or what I said, there's actually quite a few more categories that relate to animation. It's just they're jury awards, and they sort they're all like um, shoved off onto the night before. There um, are lots of visual effects awards, yeah, yeah as well. Yes, um, but basically, over the gun wall, I think it won three awards in total in the other the other sections as well, as well as the um, outstanding thing. So it's really done really well, and that's really encouraging. Because, like we said, it means people are actually watching these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Hank Azaria won the um, voice acting. So, now we know. <laughs> but, yeah. So, over the garden wall, well done. That's great. And I really need to watch it. Uh, I've only seen, like, two episodes. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to someone about it this week at work, and they were like, oh, my God, you've got to watch it. And then they... Um... Yeah, I was about to say that they handed it to me on a stick. <laughs> well, I I, can, I will say it. I will say it. They did, and and so, so I've got it like backed up now, ready to to watch one day. Um, mm-hmm. But I was I was told that it's just really it looks really unique, and yeah, it's kind of cool that something so unique and out of the expected mold of what a cartoon should be doing, you know, gets like awards recognition like that. And animationforadults.com does not condone <laughs> handing things to people on sticks <laughs> unless it's yeah uh, so, so um, but also I guess uh, Cartoon Network must have done a lot to push it yeah because you know they put a lot into it it's it's kind of you know it's kind of a big deal for them to do a limited series in itself because you know, they build all these assets and everything and these character designs only to use them for what? Is it six episodes or ten? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love that though, like doing limited stories and things because... Oh, it's great. So, yeah, so, yeah. So limited by, oh, we're, we're going to start a new franchise and it's going to run forever. How about just do a story and finish it? Sure. Well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how we. Well, it's, it's kind of pointless because none of us really seem to know. But it's, it'll be interesting if it does have like a definitive ending. Ending, like you know, they will die, or <laughs> you know, whether there's absolutely no chance of them doing a second one. 
Yeah. Well, I've I don't know. I haven't heard anything about them doing it anymore. But right. Good for them though. Good for them. Mm. Yeah, we're pleased about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Even though we haven't really seen it, but no, still... I I I followed um, is he, Nick Cross, one of the uh, co co creators. Mm-hmm. Um, really really great animator, and he's like been, you know, doing independent things and working for um, is it Spomco? John they... John Grisfalewski's mm. company. Are they still around? <laughs> Oh, he used to work for them, but yeah, so I've been following him for a while, and he's been, um, he's been known for his short films, uh, for a while, so it's kind of cool, like, to see him getting some, like, real recognition and success. Mm. So, yeah, in animation. Um, yeah. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, awesome. Uh, okay. Also, something that has happened in the world of animation is that following on from um, what we said last week about Boy and the Beast screening at London Film Festival its American premiere has now been announced and it's before it, the London Film Festival in a really surprising move because most things show in America before they show in the UK uh, Boy and the Beast is the new film from Mamoru Hosoda Mamoru Hosoda <laughs> um, that w- in case you don't know um and it is going to be screening at Fantastic Fest in Austin, which is a very cool event, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. sounds like it. It seems to be all the thing, all the things they show, and it's at the um, the Draft House in the Alamo in Austin, which is very cool. Um, Austin just seems like a pretty cool place, <laughs> right in the middle of yeah. Texas. Well, not in the middle. I don't know where it is in Texas, but it's surrounded by Texas. It, I think mind... that's culturally where it stands, isn't it? It's yeah. surrounded by Texas. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a weird sort of like, um, yeah, like town that sort of is very un-Texas, which is probably unfair to say, but it's probably also quite fair to say. <laughs> Do you know what it makes me think of? In Asterix, there's the little village in Gaul where Asterix lives, and it's the only village that hasn't been conquered by the Romans. <laughs> I kind of think of Austin hey. as like that from what That's I've really heard. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Texas listeners, we we love you. <laughs> We're not saying this. You are a, a sophisticated animation aficionado listener, but there might be some people around you. May not be. <laughs> I think it's like anywhere else. I think it's like anywhere else. I just. It's a, Austin just has a reputation for being a bit, a bit, what our grandmothers would call trendy, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say trendy, but then I had to like package it in a. <laughs> you have to say it ironically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As the the people who live in Austin probably would. Because mm. <laughs> they're cool. Um, yeah, so Boy and the Beast screening at Fantastic Fest, and that starts, I believe, the end of this month, goes into early October, so it'll be some point in there. And then Funimation have got the US rights, so I don't know if it'll get a wider release in cinemas at all, or if it'll go to Blu ray and DVD quite quickly. But if you're around there, you should check it out because it looks good, and it's made a lot of money in Japan. Um, mm. Looks like we're looking forward to it 
and Dan is planning on going to see it at London Film Festival, aren't you? Yeah, Still? I'll be there, and and uh, I'll come back with with uh, my thoughts and the review. Watch this space. Definitely. Listen to this space, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also, a bit of a follow-up to another story we covered last week uh, about the Nickelodeon reboots is this is sort of a rumour, well... It's it's a thing that's happening, but we don't know exactly what it is. Um, it looks like Nickelodeon are launching a retro channel called the Splat, um, hmm. which is going to show all the old Nicktoons the and probably right. yeah, right because it's like guns. Is that is that is that the idea? But the logo, the Splat Nickelodeon. Oh right, right. Oh, I guess that's probably where that comes from. Yeah. The yeah right. Yeah, that probably came from the Gunge or whatever, but the Splat. That's what they're calling it. It's got it's got like a website and a Twitter and a Tumblr and a I don't know what else. Pinterest maybe, uh, YouTube, <laughs> uh, Google Plus, maybe not Google Plus. I don't know. Not everyone's got one of them. We've got one of them, but we don't really use it. It's all automatic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but the splat is a thing. We're not exactly sure what it is. It's probably a channel. Uh, so that it's going to be announced but if you follow the Twitter account or whatever you'll be the first to know apparently so cool so all those stories about the return of all these Nickelodeon stuff it might just be a, a repeat channel <laughs> yeah <laughs> but isn't that basically what Nicktoons was going to be and then they just showed Avatar all the time I don't I don't know the uh the US and the UK versions are different, I guess. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, like, in the last week, uh, there's been... They've started showing uh, Adult Swim on um, Fox. But Adult Swim is just... Um, <laughs> uh, is just Rick and Morty and <laughs> one other program. Yeah, um, they, they, use, they, they, try, they keep trying Adult Swim. I remember when I was younger, they tried it on... Um, Bravo. Oh, I used to love that. And it, and it was just Aqua Team, Hunger Force, and like maybe C Lab. Yeah, it was like a block, and they had all the um the little bumpers and stuff. Mm. And the, but it was on for like it. two hours. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't proper Adult Swim. That's uh, all we had. That's all we had to. <laughs> we had to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just felt like kind of it felt kind of lame, but yeah, it, Rick, well, I liked it. Rick and Morty being on TV is cool. Yes. Um, the reason we can't have Adult Swim properly in America, in in Britain, is because there's some... Uh, it's a broadcasting thing where... Oh, Cartoon, yeah. Ne yeah. Cartoon Network is classified as a children's channel. Yeah, you've so this before. Uh, you can't have um, a channel going off on the same frequency broadcasting, mm -hmm. you know, what seems like kids' content and then... Because yes. a kid might wake up at three o'clock in the morning and 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 see a talking French fry box. That's what it's really protecting. But... Uh, yeah, uh, but um, that's why it's never right. been on the Cartoon Network over here. Although, what they could actually do is have it on a different channel because that's what they do with the BBC with CBBS and. BBC Three. They could do, but it, but the thing is, like that's expensive, 
and yeah. that's why Adult Swim like is a thing at all because it can <clears throat> just hop on the same frequency rather mm-hmm. than like you know setting up another whole channel which I don't understand I imagine it's probably you know literally twice as expensive yeah we have you have to like buy the yeah. um, the channel mm-hmm. number mm-hmm. which is where the money is I guess the you have to get it from Sky or um, from Freeview or whatever mm-hmm. so I guess that's yeah that would be where the money is um Okay, and other news, uh, well, something else that's happened this week, it's not <laughs> really news, uh, it was just a video that's been released, is um, what I thought was our first look at footage from the new version of Danger Mouse, but it was actually like the second or third chance to look, I just missed when they released the first stuff, um, it was a little video where you get to see the voice cast of the new version of Danger Mouse uh, who includes Alexander Armstrong as Danger Mouse and Kevin Eldon as Penfold and it's looking pretty great yeah it uh, does yeah the action, the action looked really impressive and but then I actually went back and watched the actual trailers um, <laughs> which were actually released a month ago apparently and I completely managed to miss sorry I'm a bad animation editor person um, not really because they were probably only marketed at like kids websites and CBBS, C, um, CBBC viewers so yeah. I'm not going to blame you for like you know <laughs> for not catching yeah. it but the, the trailers are pretty cool and it did actually take me watching the first trailer like two times two or three times before I realised oh wait they're doing The Force Awakens <laughs> it's really obvious actually but I missed that because it, it's oh, like, really? Pen, oh. Penfold, we're home! And he goes, like <laughs> Right. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, this is definitely Danger Mouse coming home because, you know, it's making like little references that kids won't get necessarily. Penfold, we're home. <laughs> <coughs> I'm sorry, Chief. Toad in me throat! Do you know what? Here's a shocker. I've never seen Danger Mouse. Never seen Okay, it. okay. Well, I, I think I tried watching it once and I didn't like what I saw. <gasps> um, so <laughs> what, what, what is Danger Mouse for me and Devon? <laughs> because I, I, I saw it once and I, I knew that like David Jason did the voice of Danger Mouse. Is that right? Yes. And the, yeah. And I didn't really like. I didn't know whether it, is it meant to be funny? Is it meant to be exciting? Yes. Funny. Funny. Okay. Mm. Because the because yeah. the new trailer has like a big emphasis on action, um, which is exciting. It looks like re- it looks like some really good animation. Mm-hmm. I think is it Boulder producing it? 
It is. Boulder and Boulder Media in Ireland are doing it. Really, that's really good studio. They they animate um, Randy Cunningham, Ninth Grade Ninja, um, and Wonder Over Yonder. Yeah. Yes. So it's been good animators. So there'll be good animation in the series. And there's a little clip of the um, the opening titles Mm -hmm. in one of the trailers as well, and it's got like all the it's got like stylized versions of all the um, like London skyline and everything, and it looks really cool. Excellent. Um, and yeah, I actually have a bit of a shocking confession is that I didn't watch a lot of Danger Mouse when it was on uh, <laughs> because um, I watched Duckula was the one that, <laughs> that I, was the I, one I, that was on more. I think that. Well, I was. I it, it depends on because Danger Mouse actually started like early eighties, so. Right. Um, by the time I was watching, it was um, old news. It, I didn't, yeah. I saw, I didn't really see Danger Mouse a lot. By the time I saw it, it was probably repeats. Um, but I, I got Duckula was my Duckula was my jam, um, <laughs> and and I've basically discovered Danger Mouse uh, when it when it was like showing like years later on Boomerang or something. Mm-hmm. Or and okay, but bought DVDs so I am cheating slightly in that I didn't actually watch it uh, religiously at the time is that that really cheating that's not cheating there's no (laughs) such if if that's cheating then I've cheated watching (laughs) everything everything Mm -hmm, me too because nothing yeah yeah, I don't think I've ever really seen anything I was watching Fantasia in 1992 like catch up like you know the world saw that like 50 years before (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah it's just like you know, in my reaction I can't believe you see Danger, <laughs> haven't seen Danger Mouse where I'm actually confessing I, right. I actually didn't see it till years later either um, yeah there's but, no more there's no more late to the party anymore because no. <laughs> we um, have access to everything <laughs> yeah um, but a, a friend of mine actually went to there was a there was a preview screening of the pilot yes and a friend of mine who did not grow up in this country and has no affection for Danger Mouse saw the uh, saw the pilot and really enjoyed it and thought it was funny. Nice. So that's a positive sign, I think. I have that, heard from that is not anecdotal... just banking off nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I have heard from anecdotal evidence though that Danger Mouse showed in America as well and was popular in America. So mm-hmm. it's not. I did not know. Yeah, yes. no, that's true. I mean, I don't. I've only seen really bits and pieces of it, though. I, I don't think I really spent much time with Danger Mouse. Hey, did you guys know, um, also the Walt Disney uh, documentary is premiering tomorrow here on PBS, Monday and Tuesday. Oh, yeah. oh what documentary Pardon? What documentary is that? Um, it's a, uh, just a documentary. It's supposed to be a really in-depth documentary about Walt Disney. Oh, in answer to your question about what is Danger Mouse, um, for people who don't know, it was a 80s uh, British animation series about a mouse that was basically a James Bond type spy um, with an eye patch. I know James, James <laughs> Bond doesn't have an eye patch, but I think it was based also on there was an old 70s or 60s TV series called Danger Man. Perhaps he had an eye patch. I don't know, um, and. He lived in a, a letterbox 
post box on Baker Street, um, <laughs> and he went off on missions with his hamster sidekick called Penfold. And I know it doesn't sound that impressive, but um, <laughs> it had really good writing and stuff, and it was quite Python-esque and stuff, and it was very British and very amusing and dry and and great. And a lot of people really love it. And it's got getting a remake um, from Boulder Media. And it is going to start airing on the CBBC channel um, in, I think, 28th of September. And it is going to also air on... Well, not air. It's going to be on Netflix uh, in America from next year. Sometime in 2016. So you'll get to see it. Cool. Just not quite yet, if you're in America. Nice. And... Yes, Danger Mouse. That's enough, Danger Mouse. <laughs> and that's enough news, I think. Yep. No, that's enough news. <laughs> so, <laughs> stop babbling, and we are going to talk about our main topic, which this time is the Box Trolls. Box Trolls. Yay. Yay. In the town of Cheesebridge, when all good citizens are safe inside... Beastly creatures roam the night. Box trolls. Box trolls are monsters. At least, that's what everyone's been told. <laughs> Welcome to the magical world of the box trolls. Where one lucky boy lives happily with his unusual family. <laughs> They transform treasures into incredible inventions. Careful never to be seen by human eyes. I want every box troll gone. Let's go! Who are you, boy? I'm a box troll. Then let's see you fit in your box. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the Box Trolls, the Oscar-nominated animation from Laika, the makers of Coraline and Paranorman. So, where to start? Um, I think, well, firstly, we should say there's probably going to be some spoilers here. If you haven't seen Box Trolls already, then you should probably go and watch Box Trolls. And who are you? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Then go off, watch Box Trolls, then come back and listen. Um, it's on. It's on Netflix. It's on America. US Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you can watch it at no extra cost if you've got access to that. And the Netflix subscription. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. If I said if you've got access to that, that sort right, of covers right. it, doesn't it? No. Yeah. It's, yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I just yeah. 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 So go watch Box Trolls and then come back, or or if you don't watch it, don't come. Complaining to us because we come fun. back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be gone. Never darken the this door again. No. Yeah. Right. Box Trolls. Yep. Is the third film from Leica. So, do we want to talk a bit about Leica and our experiences with the studio as a whole and their previous films? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Coraline was the first film mm-hmm. that they made, mm-hmm. um, and back then I think because it's Henry Selleck, um, yeah, 
I I think at that point we weren't really aware that Leica as a studio was a thing that was um you know distinct from Henry Selick um yeah yeah because because previously Henry Selick had worked with Disney and he made up mm-hmm. um Nightmare Before Christmas and the animated parts of James and the Giant Peach mm-hmm. um has he did he do anything else in between that I don't know that he did. No, I th- do you know, actually no. I think he did. Wow, I think he did some uh, some live action, some some visual effects, um, oh, some motion yeah, visual yeah. effects. I think. Oh, did he do stuff for Wes Anderson? I'm not sure. I there were there stop at, stop motion animated stuff in um, Life Aquatic. Right. I want to. Do you know what I? Do you know what? I'm pretty sure that he. I'm not sure. I I think he had something to do with that movie Joe's Apartment. No, but they. You know, no. I was thinking. I was just thinking like Blue Sky. There are a number of people from Blue Sky who were involved with that. Oh movie. no, that yeah, my bad. Yeah, that was okay. Chris. That was Chris. Um, Chris Blue Sky. I've forgotten his surname. Wedge? Chris Wedge. He worked yeah. on... Henry Selleck was part of Moon Girl. Right. Oh. Anyway, Which so... I don't so think I've seen. You're right. I kind of do remember seeing Coraline and thinking, oh, another Henry Selleck movie. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think in between the movie, like, being in cinemas and then coming out on DVD, I became a little bit more aware of Leica, I got really obsessed with um, Chris Applehands and um, John Classen, who um, were concept designers for Coraline. <clears throat> because <clears throat> because Coraline didn't have a very good art of book. No. Um, it had like it had a really good making of book, but nothing with lots and lots of artwork. So all the artwork for Coraline, the pre production artwork and the concept art was just posted online by the um by the artists themselves. Uh-huh. And it was really around then that I became aware that Leica was a thing and that they were in Portland and that they were <clears throat> you know, that they had big plans. Cause I feel like I wasn't aware of them until they split up. You know, they went their separate ways from Henry Selleck and then they did another film with Paranorman. Mm. I think before that, you know, in my mind, it was just a Henry Selleck film. Um, and the other thing, well, Coraline's a Neil Gaiman book, and that was my first point of reference. Oh, Neil Gaiman, Coraline's been turned into a film. I like that book. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of a lot of his sensibilities are shared by them. Mm-hmm. You know, the split was like. In terms of his creative mind, a split maybe, but not really. You know, it, it seems like they have a particular, and even though they say they don't have a brand, I think they they do. You know, mm-hmm. you can go to them for like slightly creepy, slightly spooky, um, like PG kids movies. Um, 
So I, I think that's fair to say, right? They they yeah. make a particular type of, of of film, and I think that's interesting in in terms of like American animation, which you know I when you think of like um, big studios making animation, you do it's really easy to forget Leica because they are so different, mm-hmm. and you can kind of sort of lump. Disney and DreamWorks and Pixar in with one kind of thing when you consider like it because they they really do make really different movies. Yes, definitely. And I think it's great that they that they exist. You know, that there's like a sustainable like a model for them somehow. Well, mainly through um Travis Knight and his billions of Yeah, <laughs> he like his super rich. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, had a, I remember. Um, I definitely. Well, Coraline was a really great movie, but I had a mentor, an animation mentor, who um, had worked. I think it was maybe he, maybe he was freelance, but he had worked a little bit with Leica. Ah, so cool. I think that um, that was really my um, first exposure to them. And then Coraline, I I loved. Though I I saw it in. Um, in 3D with the glasses and I have to say yeah. I didn't um, for some reason I didn't really care for the way that was adapted I mean it felt a little bit maybe I'm wrong but it, it, it felt a little bit gratuitous to me um, I don't know oh, you how mean the it was, 3D yeah yeah I don't know how it was set up exactly or if it was sort of um, it was early figured. days. It was it was 2009, which was like yeah, exactly. The, f- the the end portion that, that happened at the very after, sort of after the trailer, um, there was a special little segment, and that was beautiful in 3D. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was kind of set up for the um, for the uh, the technology a little bit more. It was kind of like um, on purpose, you know. But mm-hmm. um, but I loved the movie. <laughs> um, have yeah. Have you read the book, Eve Review? Nope. No, and um, I did the Coraline book or the um, here the the monsters book. Is it here no, they no, be... Coraline? Oh, okay. No. Oh wait, yeah. I did. Yes, I did the the Gainman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love him. Big fan of his. Yeah. So am I. The interesting thing was. Um, I remember reading it and thinking this would make a brilliant stop motion animation. Ah, cool! <laughs> That's cool. So when when yeah. I heard it was happening, I was like, "Oh my god!" When was the book written? Was it written much before? Uh, I don't know because it's it not... because because it might well have been written in tandem. Hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't old. I don't. No, think. I don't. Um, yeah. It might have been like a Jurassic Park thing. Yeah. Where you know, the book was released before the movie, but it was being the movie was being produced. Mm-hmm. You know, before the book was released, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, I really like the film. Um, I do have a few issues as related to the adaptation, but I'm not going to go on about that because we're not talking about Coraline, and we might do like. I think yeah, like, I think there's a lot to talk about. You know. Yeah, I think we could. <clears throat> We want to do like review episodes of films that aren't just the latest as well. We want to go back and do previous films. So I'm not going to go on about that. I'm just going to say <laughs> I do have a few issues as to 
adaptation <laughs> but <laughs> as a role i really liked it and the, obviously the animation yeah is amazing and again i like the the whole sort of creepy mm-hmm. element of it which is unlike a lot of animation interesting actually how that's become the thing with stop motion animation in the US I think because of, cause right. of like um, right. Nightmare Before Christmas hmm. and I hear sometimes you know people go oh stop motion animation gives me the creeps or whatever you know they just hmm. they make it suggest like there's something innately creepy about for some yeah for, I know, for some people there is I know some people for whom like was from Gromit is too much that's too creepy for them. Really? Even so something that just... has, like, rounded edges and is very... Really? Yeah. And, and so I just don't <clears> understand <throat> that. <laughs> I can understand it in, like, a, in, like a, in a wider historical mm. context. You know, like, um, if you think of Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, making stop motion to creep people out and to give people the, you know, the chills in that sense. Um, and then also, you know, the, um, uh, in America, yeah, it does tend to be used. I mean, it doesn't because, um, oh Jesus, who did, um, Rudolph and Rankin and Bass? Rankin yeah. and Bass. You know, they're not creepy too mm-hmm. much. They're no. generally, I mean, they're a little bit creepy, but they're, they're generally meant to be nice and cozy. Mm-hmm. Which is what stop motion is in the UK. Yeah. It's nice and cozy. It's yeah. wonderful grommet. But then again, but then the again, you, I mean, like, you think. It's bagpuss. Exactly. <laughs> but then again, like, I'm thinking of, like, the, the American, um, sorry, Canadian stuff. I think that was, who did, uh, there was a thing called Bump in the Night. Oh, yeah, Mr. Bumpy. Mr. Bumpy. <laughs> and then the Mark Twain, um, film, which was, the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, and then there, there is, there obviously is creepy stop, stop motion animation in the UK as well. Is the, is it Secret Adventures of Tom Thumb was a very creepy film. I think oh, the Bolex Brothers. But, yeah. 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 That. Um, yeah. So I, I think, and, and the Brothers Quay as well. Mm. Oh like, yeah. Well, that's a different kind of, that, I like them a lot. <laughs> yeah. So Will, Will Vinton is the guy who did Mark Twain. Um, oh. the claymation. Okay. It's a really, I mean, check it out because it's the most. It's, it's there's a sequence in it which is easily just one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Like, you know, next to The Exorcist and uh, The Shining, <laughs> it's it's terrifying. Um, oh, so check I, that out. So, so, so I think um, you know what we're saying is it's not always the case, but. It's, I think it tends to be the case that creepy stories are used for stop motion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. maybe on one level it has something to do with texture. Just maybe. in a very, very, in a, in a very aesthetic sense, there's a type of texture you can get with stop motion, which you can't get with like clean cells. You know, if you think of like cell animation, um, or CG kind of struggles with things which are a bit grimy. You know, Pixar artists um, are always talking, or you know, when even when they were making Toy Story, 
were talking about, oh, we need to like roughen up the edges because the computer really wants to make things nice and clean. Right. And with stop motion, you're actually looking at like real flecks of dust on the set. And, you know, they, um, you know, the box trolls, the characters have like these like gorgeous, like airbrushed, um, those like dry brushed features. A lot of that's done with 3D printing. Exactly, which is kind right. of, yeah, which is um, kind of ironic. And I think we'll get into, like, how to create this aesthetic. Huh, that's they were interesting. Really at the cutting edge. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess m- maybe as a medium, I could see, yeah, how it would lend itself to crew. Did you guys ever see Chainsaw Made? No. Yeah, that's so much fun. Great. It's so great. It's a short it's film. It's hilarious. Um, I, I, yeah, that's like one of my favorites that just came to me as you were talking about like creepy stop motion stuff. It's fantastic. We'll have to um, the add that link. Yeah, it's it's you can watch it on YouTube. It's, mm-hmm, totally. And there, there there are there are a couple of sequels as well. Really? Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah, Chainsaw May Two and Chainsaw Man Three. <laughs> Seriously, I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah, wow. I think the first one's still my favorite. Just like that, those. As soon as you as soon as you said Chainsaw Maid. Um, those music cues, just like, burner, <laughs> just like, I heard them in my head. And I saw oh, the, the intestines like pouring out. Yeah, it, what? it's a it's a horror, <laughs> it's a horror stop stop motion short horror short um, in claymation. Well, I hope so. With Play-Doh, yeah, it's it? fantastic. But the thing is, I remember when I first saw it, I was just like, this is perfect. This is perfect. All horror movies should be made out of with play-doh and stop motion (laughs) like the color combinations are fantastic too it's so good it's so good um i did not know there was a tune three okay cool okay so we've given (laughs) box rolls like a bit of context now yes in Mm -hmm. in like history and in in although we didn't in in recent history a little bit right we didn't talk we didn't just briefly go over paranormal because that was where they when they're separate, you know, that, in a way, right. that's kind of their first... Like a being like a... Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't that different, <laughs> which is where you say how much of it is like and how much is... <clears throat> right. Um, but at the same time, it has got... I think it's it's got its own, own identity. Yeah. Separate yeah. from yeah. Henry Selleck's style, because it... You know, it's got more of a contemporary sort it of... Do, it does, but also, interestingly enough, it's not... They're not tied down to a style. No. It seems like they really employ yeah. their artists and their designers to really give them new ideas and stick with them. And, you know, maybe more so than with CG, where pipelines are very restrictive in, in huge productions. They manage to get through a lot of the artistry to the final product, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sorry, no, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay, yeah. uh, so then obviously comes Box Trolls, film number three, um, and it is again like Coraline. It's based on a book, um, which yeah, I think is called Here Be Monsters. Or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Ratbridge Chronicles. 
Here Be Monsters, mm-hmm. which I never read, but I meant to after I saw the movie. But um, still. Well, it seems uh, it's very different because uh, for my rewatch, uh, well, for my watch, the Box Trolls for the film in preparation for the podcast, I actually watched it with the commentary. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so I get lots of little insights and stuff. And they were talking a bit about how it relates to the original book. And it's basically, it seems like in the book, as you might guess from the title, there are lots of different monsters and stuff. And box trolls mm-hmm. are just part of it. And right. they, in the original script, they had all sorts of different creatures. Um, ah. But they eventually decided that, you know, the box trolls were the the centre of it all and they they were everyone's favourite bit from the book so they got rid of all the other monsters so originally in the story there were lots of different types of monsters and box trolls were part of them and I think the story is broadly the same they've um, they've added characters and stuff and they've amalgamated other characters and things like that but the basic story is pretty much the same but without other creatures and I think that's probably probably a good idea it might be a bit confusing with all different yeah they had to introduce whole all different species and stuff although you know I'd love to have seen what their design work could be like on the different creatures but instead they concentrated on one species of adorably strange box wearing creatures yeah, that, I mean, the character design was so different from the other two movies. I, I really loved, um, and I don't know if there's, um, you know, I mean, because stop motion is has such a, an influence um, of computers now, and, and, like, I don't know if it would be something that is because of stop motion anymore, since we're, we're looking at sort of stop motion via 3D printing and stuff, but... Um, but the character designs are really distinct, you know, like you kind of don't really see stuff like that. Like the, um, oh, what's her name? The little girl, Winnie Portly Rind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Winnie. I mean, her face is, is so, she looks like a normal, a strange looking normal little girl. And even, yeah. I love her like pudgy little legs. I love <laughs> as well. And, Pudgy yeah. little arms. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. And she's from this wealthy family. Um, mm-hmm. They eat a and lot of dairy lips, products. So. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah she's so yeah. cute and, and right. she's adorable. Right. And and um, you know, and they she's all have not very... actually like totally. See, this is again like the uh, yeah. what I think is quite like her about her is she's not totally likable. She's yeah. a bit of a brat. Like even and though she yeah. even. Even though you're meant to like her more than her father, who is just this pompous, mm-hmm. you know, um, society guy, she's a bit of a brat. Yeah. And she's, she kind and of... Creepy. She's got a really dark streak, obviously, you know. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, she's um, really sadistic and she's mm-hmm. not necessarily, <laughs> you know, a, an angel. Yeah, her motives are not pure. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so, but I mean, but all the characters, um, I just, I love that about it. I mean, they're all, they really kind of pull you in. I mean, and I mean, it's hard not to contrast it, but it sounds kind of silly to say again, since like, you know, computers 
have influenced all of these designs. They must have, you know, or I, I think I remember hearing that they did. Um, but there is something really unique um, about the character designs that you don't really. I'm sorry, but you haven't really seen in a lot of CG stuff, and I don't no, know if that no, has no to way. do. And I don't know no, if that has to do to with yeah squishing and 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 making um, the characters maybe more pliable and and um, maybe it has to do with like soft deform or, or or something like within CG or the rigging. But um, yeah, there's something you kind of feel like there's more of like a limitless uh, capability with um, with stop motion in some ways with regard to uh, character design. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I and I think I mean I know I said this earlier, but I think it has quite a lot to do with texture. Mm-hmm. Like just if you just like looking at this, I'm just looking through stills of of eggs. You know the main character, mm-hmm. the um, the boy who lives with the box trolls, and mm-hmm. like his his jumper is just like exquisite. It's got all these, you know, it it has like all these bubbles in it, like a real like yeah. warm old jumper. But and it's it, not just even that, like happened. Archibald Archibald Snatcher's whole his whole mouth and pointy nose and those those creepy, creepy crawly teeth. I mean I guess that yeah. is texture too, but also just the shapes are really like complex and almost uh They are. They're pushed. Yeah. They're the the shapes and designs are pushed in a way that you just don't see a lot of. There's you know, everything seems really kind of soft when it's just strictly C G. I mean, wouldn't you say? Seems that way too. The thing, I, Sorry. the thing I always used to really love about stop motion, I think, is the fact that everything was actually there. Um, the models are real, you know, because mm-hmm. they're built or whatever. You always feel like you could you could walk along those streets or whatever, even though they're tiny. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, like you know, I remember this as as a child, like watching Postman Pat and thinking that you could actually go and run around, run along those hills and stuff. <laughs> In Yorkshire or whatever. <laughs> um, dream big, Chris. Dream big. Dream big. <laughs> Running around Greendale. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know what child. you mean. I used to think the same about like James and the Giant Peach. Mm. Like the um, uh, when when the um, when the wooden plank fence like sort of sticks along the end, uh, the edge of the beach and makes this sort of like walkway. There's something really tactile about it. And right. that I think that helps, like in the whole immersion thing, and mm-hmm. with making things the way the way that creepy stories work so well in stop motion. I think you know the tangibility of it and the everything yeah. makes that is part of it as well because it makes it more real. Even mm. however stylized the characters or whatever are, you can see. The, the yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a direct link there to like the sort mm-hmm. of like old Cronenberg school of just creepy shit happening in camera. Mm. You know, like the fly, which is basically the end of it is basically you know <laughs> not too far away from stop motion, right? Or, or the thing. Yeah, because it one mm. of the things about animation, if you're doing say a horror story. Is that there's always this le- extra level of um, uh, al- not alienation of um, separation from you and the thing because you know if you look at a live action film, those are humans. You know that you're a human. 
feels real, um, assuming you are a human. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> don't, yeah. Um, sorry, any non-human <laughs> listeners. The Chris. Um, yeah, yeah. future-proof this for the cyborgs and the uh, yeah. hybrids. Yeah, and <laughs> the cyborgs are all on Tumblr getting getting upset because you didn't include the cy- cyborgs in it. You know, all all, all this being said, um, and I, I think it's quite notable. And Leica do make an effort to publicise this in their production notes and in their marketing. But you know, the box trolls in particular is really dependent upon um, all sorts of technology. Mm-hmm. You know, um, CG compositing. You know, some of the extras are just CG models that have sort of yeah, this rendered. This is what I learned. Been rendered, from the yeah, they've been rendered to look like stop motion. Um, I mean, did they did, in the commentaries? Did they state the reason for that? Oh, they just they basically um, they pointed out a lot of the times when they go. Oh, look, a lot of this crowd's actually visual effects or whatever, um, and you know people just wandering around in the background or whatever will be. Because I think people realise when they're watching it, like the fire or whatever or or um, mist, mm-hmm. they, people will understand that that can't really be done in stop motion. Oh, but I think there's ex- well, except that. It seemed like I, I saw when I saw the screening. It was at one of these industry screenings they had at SPA, and um, except for and you actually this probably is covered in the commentaries, but it seemed like there were whenever they could they would use like practical effects and things like that. And there are actual actually some water sequences right where they had they had decided to do some things in CG, but then the um, practical effects people were like, wait, wait, wait. KY we Jelly. Do, we can totally yeah. do this, yeah, with like, you know, a mirror and some saran wrap and or, or whatever, you know, like all of the magical elements <laughs> that they yeah. use for practical effects. They, 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 they almost, used to do, yeah, they used to do that almost, a lot. Yeah. For, um, Fireman Sam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? No, seriously. <laughs> Fireman's, Fireman Sam, the water was like KY Jelly, cling film, wow. um, and mirrors and like uh, bits of acetate. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, but that was like a, a cheap production somewhere in Cardiff. <laughs> Still cool though. It was uh, Costco yeah. full, I think. But yeah. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, it's the thing is that a lot of the stuff is CG, but it's kind of invisible CG to most people completely just, I had no idea the crowds yeah. were um and it's awesome CG. and one of the things one of the things is you've said about com- compositing um a lot of this a lot of the um shots it just <clears throat> wouldn't be possible for people right physically to get in the set and animate them both in the same scene so they have to animate them separately and then mm-hmm. put them together um and people don't, because it's you know it's done so well. No one's got any idea that those things have been put together. And uh. people have a tendency in the animation fan community, as we've said, um, to basically go, "Oh, CG, CG's rubbish. Oh, everything was better in the old days. Yeah, love love everything handmade, traditional, hand drawn. Everything should be cell animation and, and stop motion." 
And well, they're the same people you know, who don't notice, notice all the CG and Martin Scorsese's movies or David Fincher mm-hmm. films. You know, it, yeah, it's good CG is CG that goes unnoticed, mm-hmm. usually. Right. And they're basically, you know, they'll put Leica up. They go, oh, Leica, yeah, they're old school. They're doing everything proper, proper two D hand made mm-hmm. animation, mm-hmm. everything. But the thing is about Leica. Is what they do would not be possible. Well, at the scale they do, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be possible at all. without the recent technology. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, um, the models themselves um, are made using extensive, or parts of them are made using extensive use of uh, 3D printing technology, and it's sim- oversimplification. But basically, the models are made and then scanned into a computer. And then they can make copies of them, so that they, and they can make um, copies with, you know, they can put them in the computer. Um, they can move them around in the computer. They can uh, what do you call um, model them. They can manipulate, manipulate, yeah, them. in the virtual space, mm-hmm. and then print them in the three D printers. And that's how they do like different faces and stuff. And then they just produce hundreds mm. of mouths and faces and things, and you know that's how things were done, say in Oldman, with lots of faces, but they'd have to make them all by hand. Right. And I and, mean... and the and the particular uh, advancement with recent movies is that three D printing technology um, has advanced in um, in its coloring and its painting, mm-hmm. so yes, they're they able to that. get all of these like really beautiful, really particular uh, flecks of color, like. Some characters like have ridged like noses, like on the ridge of their nose is like a bit of extra red paint or something just to accent, mm-hmm. you know, that angle. Right. And this is all stuff that can be printed, like automatically. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. Well, I want to know is, and this kept sort of almost haunting me. Like even after the, um, that's something I wish I had thought of while we were doing the while they were doing the Q and A. <laughs> Yeah. It's because they talked about, like, like you have, we're talking about, like, hundreds of thousands of faces mm-hmm. and hundreds of thousands of hands, right? Mm-hmm. So what I want to know is, like, and was there anything said like this in the commentary? I want to know, like, the really detailed information. Like, how is it, so then how does the animator plan their day? I and was does it thinking become that as well. This whole, like, yeah. sort of creepy, like assembly line thing or is someone like you're doing shots you know two through four six <laughs> this is it's number 1567 face number 1800 you know what i mean <laughs> like i mean how and then how much freedom does the animator have that you know what i mean it's just it gets mm. really seems like it would get really crazy with that Many options involved. There are there are quite a few good making of um, videos for mm-hmm. Paranorman and Box Trolls Online, actually. Oh, good. And Chris, do you, do you, I mean, before I continue, do, do you do you have because uh, you listened to the commentary recently? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did they did they mention this? Well, they basically they say about how they divide up. Um, the shots between animators um, and they said that with a lot of other productions they'll divide things by character um, 
but a Leica, um, they divide up things by sequence, um, mm-hmm. so that you know each animator has has a particular sequence that they're working on rather than a character. So that um, mm-hmm. the idea is that it's supposed to be more consistent. Um, so they didn't quite go into right. the detail <laughs> you're asking about. As far but they... as I understand, I think that the animator has the scene of on. And this is just like me kind of trying to remember. They have the scene and they basically set up the sorts of expressions they want in right. advance to like How? the big yeah, day. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. With like, with, with the CG like team a... who are making the faces. And then okay. they get like these trays with huh. all of these faces on. And it's like, okay, so th- this morning I'm going to need like sequence you know 27a part one and they'll and like the assistants will like bring like a tray of faces mm-hmm. and then they'll get on and animate the scene and they have like you know they just sort of like run down the tray like a box of chocolates huh. you know um, animating the shot that they've kind that of is something. i mean that was I think that's how they do it. I'm <laughs> just completely well, that trying, like, trying right to remember then. like a two-minute video <laughs> I saw months ago. Yeah, um, no, that sounds all right then. You know, I'll have to contact. I may someone know someone who was just recently brought on board there. Um, I don't know if he'd be up for uh, an interview, but I'll definitely reach out and oh, see what happened actually, with that, right? Uh, um, yeah. I'll find out. Because um, then we could get into the real nitty-gritty, maybe. <laughs> oh, that'd maybe. be cool. Maybe, yeah. But they, wow. they, they, um, they hire so many different sorts of people. It must be an amazing place it to It seems like, like it. It seems. I mean, after, yeah, after that Q&A, I was just kind of like, I. it just seemed like such a great place. I mean, part of me in the, my fantasy mind was like, you know, I wanted to just go knock on the door and beg for, you know, any kind of job they would yeah, have me yeah. for, you know what I mean, just to be a part of the company, and that's kind of how I felt. But, but, I, um, but I, it, I, I think it's 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 kind of interesting to me because you know, like they're in Portland, and Portland has mm-hmm. a particular sort of character to it, right? And a bit like Austin, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 I, I I I seem to get the impression that the sorts of people making the movies are the sorts of people that they get in the audiences. Mm-hmm. Like the kids who do like being creeped out. Well, not know? only that, but what they said uh, uh, in the Q and A was that they would. He, they're like, you know, we wind up finding these people, like people who, who work at the company that he said have all these strange specialties. Like someone will be like, you know, like a hobbyist who, who makes like little tiny miniature fires, and someone will be like. Some expert a producer juggler and, an and exactly and like some master <laughs> juggler or something like they have all these strange skills and they're like things like I, I mean that part just sounded fantastic to me like and that sounds yeah, to me it seems like very eclectic group city. that sounds like a sort mm-hmm. of very Portland yeah thing. like you know yeah arts and crafts. yeah art town yeah, yeah totally yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. no it definitely it definitely <laughs> does. But, um, so, I mean, all that sounds really cool. And I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, of course, it's like really neat that they don't just continue on with the CG and just continue creating everything in CG. I mean, the fact that they sort of 
take this weird, like, large step back out of the computer, and then um, even though things are printed in 3D, they, you know, are still pieced together and animated by hand um, in stop motion. Yeah. That's, it's incredible. Listen. It's like a really <laughs> difficult, weird step to take just for aesthetic, you know, and, and that's the kind of thing... Uh, it's just, you know, you have to applaud it. You know, it's the same reason why we support independent animated film, you know, like the, there's a short, the festival today, it was just a preview, a little 30 second piece. And the animator, uh, Noella's Love at War, she, the stop motion piece, but the stop motion was based on like 2D drawings that she did, drew them and painted them all watercolor, cut them up by hand, <laughs> animated them in stop motion. <laughs> it's insane, but it's yeah. beautiful. Like dedication. The, the yeah, end is. result is beautiful. Out of CG mm. and going like, you know, let's just make this a little bit more difficult for ourselves. You know, for the sake yeah. of, uh, <laughs> you know, this uh, for, for the aesthetic, for, yeah. for what we want, you know, for the end result. It's kind <laughs> It's the kind of thing you could only afford to do when you're bankrolled by like a millionaire playboy philanthropist, whatever. <laughs> is it like his dad owns Nike or something, or he's? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, wow. it's, it's like... something unbelievably like crazy like that. And wow. Yeah. So, so like, there's another thing going on with the movie, and that's the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was, I was actually we haven't really say. spoken about what it is yet. Oh my god! I was, that's I was about to say. I was actually going to say. My next point was. I was going to say. <laughs> everything we've been talking about so far has been pretty much like just the the technology. Yeah. And I was wondering, <laughs> is is that the defining thing for us about Leica? You know, we're not talking about. We don't go. You know, mm. with um, say when we're talking about Song of the Sea or about um. How to Train Your Dragon or something, we'd go straight, we pretty much go straight to the story, but with Leica, we're going straight to the, te- you know... Well, character as- design. Character design, though. Mm. Character design um, and look. I mean, definitely story. The animation... I think part of the reason why I didn't um, um, jump on animation immediately is because I feel like we've done that with every um, other film, but it does have... I mean, when I Are first saw it, I was the, blown there's, away. There's animation in this that is, like, it's better beautiful. than anything I saw so, Yes, so beautiful, and, and I... I I mean, I was just like, yeah, totally in the same, like, just like the other films that we've talked about, like, the, again, with, like, the natural, you know, acting choices and things that are incorporated are gorgeous, you know, and so funny, like, um, yeah, that dance scene, my God, the chore- choreography involved in that. I couldn't I mean, believe it. The, 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 I couldn't the believe sh- it either. The show that Madam. Um, oh God, that's is it Madam, hilarious. What's it <laughs> Madam? Uh, Frufru. Madam Frufru. Yeah. <laughs> the show that Madam Frufru puts on oh. um, in the town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That animation is just exquisite. I couldn't believe yeah. how funny it is. Like the way she puts her hands on her hip. Oh and, God. Um. <laughs> well, what about yeah. the cheese? The cheese allergy of the which? Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. We're sort of like around in a roundabout way getting to this, <laughs> the story topic, but um, and that's it's so it's so poetic and so mm. like just 
perfect, you know, that he has this reaction to this thing that he desires so, so badly. <laughs> right. And yeah. he, his <clears throat> face explodes when he eats it. I mean, I, that, yeah, it just, it, it moves you in a really deep way. You know, these, uh, the animation itself was so beautiful. And then of course, like the, that, yeah, the animation and the story just kind of, you know, held hands all the way through for sure. I, I, I want to speak a little bit about the story because I think it's, it's important yeah. to, when we're talking about a movie, <laughs> to yeah, no mention the story. Um, so like, you know, uh, Leica started, they had Coraline, they had, you know, a, a, a story based on a Neil Gaiman novel. And then they moved into yeah. Paranormal, which was kind of a bit like a Scooby-Doo sort of style totally, one. Totally, totally. <laughs> which, which, which in its, it's in its like final act, really turned into something really special for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a touching story, Paranorman. And you wouldn't think that from any of the trailers or the poster. Uh, no, that doesn't sell. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and it's kind of sold, sold on the face of it as like a, as a, you know, a throwback kind of um, zombie movie. Mm-hmm. But like in its final act, like spoilers for Paranorman as well, sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> You know, it turns into this, like, really touching, um, you know, like all good ghost stories, it turns into, like, this touching, uh, you know, story about, like, acceptance and, and, and loss. And, you know, I think, um, that was kind of exceptional. And I'm not sure if I had quite the same sort of, if I felt the same sort of moment in Box Trolls. I mean, overall, the story was, you know, really interesting. You had lots of interesting, like, conflicts going on and and mirrors. You know, the, the whole idea of um, the upper world society, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. actually being, um, you know, literally above the Box Trolls and the Box Trolls living underground in the sewers and, you know, he explored ideas of, like, identity and society and class very much. Yeah. Um, but I'm not certain if, like, I really felt especially touched by it. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily, I'm not saying that was a, that's a requirement. Um, I just, yeah, I just, I'd be interested to hear what other people thought of, like, the story. Well, I'm... I'm actually more likely to agree with you in that I think, you know, I really like, really love the film. Mm-hmm. But as I said, you know, the first thing we talk about is how amazing the animation is. Yes. Yeah. You know, how, how, um, you know, how, what a technical achievement it is. And as a piece of animation art, it's, you know, mm-hmm. exact, you know, right up there one of the best pieces of animation last year no problem yeah um but when we're talking about song of the sea or whatever we you know we're talking more about an emotional connection mm-hmm. um i mean i i would not every yeah. film does that i don't know i i think there were plenty of emotional connections i mean for one just the well, what about the scene when uh eggs is is 
uh, it was just very character driven. So when, and, and it was yeah. driven by little moments within, and so I mean by mm-hmm. the, um, it sort of holding hands with the animation. It was like these little moments between characters and, and, and in dialogue that, um, sort of kept the thing going. And I thought it was extremely touching in those moments. And, and even, um, uh, for instance, uh, when uh, Eggs leaves uh, Winnie to go down into the um, the sewer or whatever to get back home, and, oh, and um, that lo- touching yeah. little moment, right, where he goes to shake her hand, and it all sort of, it, it's all those little moments sort of encompass what has just mm-hmm. happened and just taken place. And he even says, like, they're monsters, you know, like the the society is the, they're the monsters, you know, these fashionable people. I mean, so it's a loaded, loaded moment, you know, and it's sort of, um, it there is. are lots of those. And in the, the moment with the, uh, the, uh, Archibald, <laughs> what's his name? He's so awful. Archibald Snatcher. When he has the cheese face cheese eruption <laughs> face or face eruption. I mean, you know what? So it's I so first poignant, saw this, I first you know? saw this movie one weekend. Um, huh? It wasn't the weekend of release. It was a couple of weekends after. And mm-hmm. me and my friend just went one afternoon because we had a spare afternoon. <laughs> and the cinema was like, it wasn't full, but there were a couple of kids in there. And this one kid in front of me was laughing all the way through. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. When, when Archibald explodes at the end of the uh-huh. movie, he Spoilers. lost it. <laughs> and I, I, he, he thought it was, he obviously, he's, he, you know, he thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing he'd ever seen in. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I think insane. that's what I'm talking about when I say, like, Leica has their audience, you know? Yeah. The kids yeah. who, the kids like, you know, kids like me who, who love reading Roald Dahl books because mm-hmm. they had this weird, like, quite sinister, um, yeah. undertone. And even if you didn't understand everything you were reading, you returned because you wanted to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think like thematically, maybe that's what this film offers for, yeah. for kids. You know, like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, and Winnie it has that. Spell, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't spell everything out. Mm-hmm, you know, right. the, the idea of like cheese and you know, <laughs> it being like a, a very, um, a symbol, yeah. A symbol of, yeah, of like class and, you know, um, and status and all of these like little nods to things like um oh my god i've forgotten the characters but richard iowadi and nick frost's characters the two henchmen mr pickles is one of them having having this i think mr pickles is the is like the short dumpy guy uh no i think mr pickles is richard iowadi i think but like their their like um, whole duality, their whole um mm-hmm. like moral dilemma. Oh right. Well that, and at the very end, like well, this would be the part where the movie would end if your life was a movie, if you <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh... yeah. My my favourite thing I think in the whole film is the whole the whole storyline of them going, Oh we are we are the heroes, aren't we? Oh, yeah. it's yeah, exactly we're, we're... Yeah, they're until they finally realise that they're actually evil henchmen mm-hmm. and they're like, What? And then they redeem themselves, apart from Tracy Morgan's little <laughs> mentalist, um, right? Who's just an irredeemable little shit. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's perfect. Like in that way, it's perfect. And they kind of um, they act as as a kind of wrapping paper and bookend, you know, for that too. It's sort of like uh, you know, 
yeah, they're almost like they they have like the Rosencrantzing or Guildenstern Rosencrantz and Guildenstern type perspective, right? I mean, oh uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Pumba in Lion King three or two point five. <laughs> two point five, but yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I again, I, I yeah, I. I mean, I guess as far as regarding linear narrative, you know, the story was. I don't know what it was, but oh, it's so full of all these pockets, you know. Pockets oh yeah, of, it worked. Yeah. I I gotta say my favorite thing in the whole movie, and this isn't necessarily like a slight on it, but is just the opening scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opening is amazing. Mm. Where you have and and I noticed like when I was watching in the cinema, like it was a sort of shot that you it was a sort of shot you just don't see in animation. Where it, the, the um you're looking down the street and it's dark and it's night time <laughs> and the camera just sort of sits there and the box trolls sort of start scurrying around doing their business and it's a really beautiful long shot um, and it reminded me like it was the most that I've ever watched uh, it was the most I've ever been reminded um, of like theatre watching mm, an animated movie and thinking this is like a stage and they're just like letting these characters like play out on, on, yeah. on the stage for us. But, but also like the way the camera moved, like I'd never seen in the stop motion animation before, where it was really, especially floaty. Mm. And it really felt like, um, it felt like a handheld, like steady cam shot. I don't yeah, know. There's loads of, there was, there's loads of stuff in the movie that supposedly has never been done in stop motion before. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that most of the stuff you won't notice because it's just something you see in films or whatever. Oh, but yeah. One of the things I heard they did was they, they did motion control. Is this right? With real cameras. Oh, and then they tracked oh. that motion onto... Um, onto like rigs, stop motion camera rigs. So it's scale, so the scale being reduced still worked. Does that, does that make any sense? So, so, so essentially all of the little bobs that, that they recorded with the live action camera, the full size one were reduced down to stop motion camera they had. So, the scale and the weight of the camera felt believable. And I wow. think they did that for a few shots because it's, mm-hmm. it's so, you know, um, cutting <laughs> edge, I guess. Um, but yeah, again, we're back talking about technology. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But, um, that's funny. I really, you know, the box trolls in themselves are really sweet. But again, like, and I know this is, it's, it's kind of ridiculous because it's not really the point, but I was never especially fond of them. I mean, I was, I was sad for them and I worried about them when they were in trouble. But it wasn't like, I'm not like I want to sleep there with them <laughs> in their, in their, <laughs> no. in their little, in their little <laughs> castle. 
You don't want to eat. Def- you don't want to eat bugs. You don't want to <laughs> eat live <laughs> no, bugs and live no, in the no. dirt and in live from trash. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> do you know what? Like, it's it's kind of funny that I'm I'm saying it because it makes me think. You know, um, you're so classist. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be eating. I don't want to be eating cheese. I mean, right. I might want to like I. I could probably just about handle like walking around the market, <laughs> but um, it, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of you know, Yvonne, like um, <laughs> in animation, like learning, you're always taught like this thing, this idea of appeal, mm-hmm. and very often it's like it kind of comes down to like a Frank Thomas, like Ollie Johnston idea of what appeal means. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fair to say that Lyca is the antithesis to that. I don't know. I mean, I... where they're not necessarily always saying like this, you know, these designs have to sell, you know, a million copies right. of, of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's what I'm. That's what I mean, though. When it, when it's like there's a difference. Like, okay, if you take, I know they're obviously totally different movies and everything, but you take like say the Inside Out characters from Pixar. <laughs> and then you put up the characters from Box Trolls next to them. <laughs> and, um, I mean, personally, I, I you know, I'm drawn more to the, the strange, twisted characters with sharp yeah, noses too. and yeah. rule, things that are maybe rule breaking and a little bit less soft and don't have that kind of like curve on everything type of quote unquote, you know, appeal. And they, and they, the, and like you were saying about the, um, Winnie's design, like, her face mm-hmm. isn't just fucking Elsa. And, <laughs> you, know, you know, um, yeah. That, that same it, Disney face. You see. There's, yeah, there's a realism to it, um, and a caricature. It's similar to that short film that, um, in a way, it's sort of similar to the same, uh, that short film that uh, uh, James mentioned in last uh, week's podcast, that sort of uh, only that's CG and it's like has like a super realistic polish put on it, but the characters themselves, yes, the characters themselves have a sort of a caricature and exaggeration that, um, that uh, just, in a way that you can only sort of get with the drawings, you know, but like caricature drawings usually only reflect right. that. Yeah. And I think yeah. that, um, uh, yeah, Leica is also doing the same well, thing with the, this the, movie. The benefit you have with that, I mean, just thinking of it as a designer is, you know, in CG, you're always trying to do things that sort of make sense in silhouette. Right. Right. And, and also in CG, you don't always have the benefit of like the real world as a simulation. So mm-hmm. you're trying to think in terms of like, okay, would this support itself? And in stop motion, that doesn't matter so much because if you can make something, it's there and you can photograph it. I mean, I also wonder if it doesn't have, I mentioned this earlier, but I, I mean, I wonder if it's not also just a matter of, um, rigging limitations as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, just uh, mm-hmm. just for for uh, efficiency's sake, you know. 
Well, yeah, like, you know, think of, like, how hellish simulation is in mm-hmm. CG. Like, yeah. in stop motion. I think that's why, you know, the costumes are particularly notable because they can do impossibly complex costumes. Right. Um, which which still have to be rigged, like, to the, mm-hmm. to the armatures. But you can just get a bit more complicated and you don't have to worry about, like, Oh, how is this gonna run in the simulation? It's just right. You're not processing there. it. Yeah, you're, you're photographing <laughs> yeah, it, not processing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. It's really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, the look of it is um, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's a is something that I felt when I watched it was it felt obviously based on the story that it come from it makes sense but it felt even though it's an american film it feels very very british <laughs> would you not say oh incredibly um, and it was a big hit over here i remember yeah um maybe not be maybe not because of that but you know that probably had something to do with it you know like i remember when it came out the all of the newspaper reviews were like mentioning roald dahl and python Oh. Well, um, it's funny you you were talking earlier about Roald Dahl, and obviously there's an obvious there's an obvious um, connection there because Henry Selleck did um, James the Giant Peach. Oh, I watched that movie um, so much as a kid. It's <laughs> and then so cool. And you say about Python, and they say in the um, they say in the commentary, they say oh Eric Andrew the they wrote yeah. uh, the song, the box song. Mm-hmm. And they were explaining how to that the way that they sold it was sort of Oliver Twist as written by ah. the Pythons. And that makes so much sense. It's Oh my god. Yeah, it's very Dickens as well. Very mm-hmm. Totally. Like totally. Snatcher is just Fagin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he dies <laughs> like um like um uh, what's he called? <sighs> the Wefferford Mint. Oh, oh what's his name? Uh, Creosote. Creosote, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a direct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that kind of glee is, like, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that kid in front of me at the cinema. Like, you know, he wouldn't have seen Mr. Creosote. I hope not. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, somehow like her get through the senses and get away with like these impossibly grotesque ideas like the way his <laughs> like the way um Archibald's um snatches like face swells up every time he eats oh, cheese I love that it's so much it's just like so it's much. like I said it's just full on Cronenberg like body horror it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not cute it's no it it's deserves not. its PG does it not yes yes it does <laughs> are as, you kidding as I discovered to my cost when I showed it to my nieces and went oh wait no how, how, how I shouldn't they? be doing this um <laughs> At the time, yeah. uh, they, they it was um, it it was seven seven and five uh, now eight and six. Right. But the the little one, I I realised part way through. <laughs> oh no, this was not not a good choice. Oh, for Uncle Chris, really? That's interesting. Oh. I mean, that's interesting because I think, I mean, you know, like it's not, like you're saying, some adults don't even like stop motion. Mm. It gives them the creeps. When yeah. I was like, I was. Um, I was um, 
God, how I must have been like seven, I think, when James and the Giant Peach came out. And I and one night my dad recorded um, Nightmare Before Christmas because it was on yeah. TV late night, and I watched it and I just like I couldn't get enough of it. It creeped me out, but that was kind of why I watched it. You know, the same reason like you 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 read scary books. You know, because you kind of like being scared a little bit, <laughs> and I think that's like a definite thing that that kids crave. Yeah, I, I used to be scared of things in Jim Henson stuff because we haven't mentioned Muppets for a little while. <laughs> um, we didn't mention them at all last minutes, week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't mention them at all last week. I think it's the only episode. You're kidding. So I no, thought, I swear I did. Yeah. I swear I managed that. You... So I thought we'd better get in a reference <clears throat> quickly. Yeah. And we should also tell Zack Snyder to... Yeah. Yeah, Um. (laughs) you know, so so going back, like it does feel very English. The only thing that let it down for me was Elle Fanning as Mm. um, as Winnie. Her accent like flew. I mean, you know, I get it; she's a (laughs) young actress, but it was a little bit flaky for me. Yeah, they cast a they cast a British youngster. In the role of eggs, so I don't see why they couldn't yeah. have just. I, it's the um, it's it's Bran from uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, anyone doesn't know, <laughs> and you know, there's British people all over the cast. Um, ben Kingsley is people. so good. <laughs> I, do you know who I I first time I saw it, I thought it was Michael Gambon doing that voice. I thought it was too. Yeah, I did, and the, and then yeah, but I mean like. He he gets it so well. He gets like that he that he's like slightly grimy, but he kind of mm. thinks he's you know his <laughs> ego his ego mm. in in the voice is is there. Apparently, he was really in into the character and stuff, and he you know he really he did. A oh lot come of, on, yeah, he's the guy who gave us. It's so easy to to people people doing animation just to think ah. Oh, I can go to work and I don't even have to put trousers on. <laughs> well, I should probably put trousers on because I don't want to... <laughs> you know, I don't need to um, really do much work. It's just a couple of days' work to hurt up, mm-hmm. take the money home. Mm-hmm. But he totally, in no way, did that. He was really into it. And they're telling the story. Again, to reference the commentary, um, it's a pretty, pretty good thing I listened to that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they were they were saying about um, when he was watching the sequence and um, he saw a bit where he um, one of the things he does is he adjusts his hair, you know, his really greasy, horrible hair and he um, (laughs) brushes it out of his eyes and he said when he saw that bit, he he said I know we're making the same character Wow That's so cool That's lovely Yeah, I mean, that's so nice to hear because it's like Ah, oh, that's that's so nice to hear because very often you hear and like is 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 I'm not trying I'm not trying to generalize, but you do very often hear like people who are actors and they do voice acting for animation, they'll watch a sequence and they'll say, Oh yeah, they got in my mannerisms. Like mm-hmm. like how privileged are these animators to be working with a real actor? Do you know do you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. it seems like it sounds like that Ben Kingsley comment is very much, you know, respecting 
the craft as is, is, is an, is yeah. an extension of acting or a type of acting because I tell you what, like some of the animation for Archibald Snatcher in this movie. When he's Madame Fru Fru, particularly. When he's Madame Fru it's it's exquisite. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's another really Python esque thing. <laughs> the um the the men in dresses. Men in dresses. <laughs> right. Oh, so good. Yeah. Right. right. Well I yeah, yeah. Um I'm not a natural redhead. <laughs> but, but you know, like that's a that's a joke. But thematically, mm. it fits in to this idea of like identity and who you really are. And I remember when the movie came out, like people who hadn't seen the fucking thing, um, you know, on Tumblr were like, "It's transphobic. It's I can't believe that, <laughs> you know, like that that." that um, that there's this character who dresses up as a woman and it's a joke. And it's like, I don't know if that's ever actually the joke. The joke is, is that he's bloody gross. And mm. he pretends to be this, you know, boa wearing, uh, uh, lady of the night sort of thing. And, um, yeah. So like, it, the, it really is like in, in terms of character and, um, thematics really well considered um the storytelling mm-hmm. and the whole class thing oh, that's another so thing that's good. really that's a really british idea it's a real you know british cultural thing isn't it, it presumably I, yeah. it's in the book yeah so they translated it you know I, I know obviously people in other countries can understand it too but it's Oh yeah, it makes that's... it makes oh, sense to do it in a British yeah, it, type. It does. Totally, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, because especially a Victorian so, type. Yeah, British yeah, type precisely. The Victorian, yeah, the Victorian um, setting really helps that. But I do think it's quite a universal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Um, I mean Archibald's whole that. <laughs> I mean the whole cheese thing. I mean it's it's poignant and it's heartbreaking. You know, he's like put don your white your white hats. You know, and they put on these mm. like pretend hats, and then he you know proceeds to you know the whole time he's just trying to lie to himself over and over again. You know, you never really. Oh yeah, like the hat never, change is. Yeah, he exactly, yeah. and that's what he's longing for, and and all you really get out of his character is the sense of longing and and, you know, and sort yeah. of hatred for what he doesn't have, and yeah. uh, and and that whole and like fake people around him. Yeah, and then and he's pretending, he's constantly pretending and dissatisfied, and and uh, uh, what the heck? I was, I was like, go, I was going somewhere with this. I can't remember. <laughs> Last night, trying to thought, but um, but yeah, it's. I mean, you you had mentioned before about how uh, like that character, you never really get to the like crux of who he is because it's almost like it doesn't exist. He exists in this. uh, He's constantly deceiving every one around him and himself. He has almost has no identity. Mm. You know. Yeah. um, What I also love is like in the ending, they let him get the hat. Yeah. They've let yeah, him get it. End. And he's this grotesque, like, you know, mm-hmm. he's got a swollen face. And he's like, he's like, you know, he's expecting everyone to cheer for him, but nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. And the world does not it's change so because Snatcher has his. Yeah, the, the, hat. End, the end's kind of weird because it, it's almost like he, he sort of wins, but then he 
he, he loses. You know, yeah, <laughs> he, he gets he gets defeated by his own mm-hmm. hubris. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the, the conventional thing would be he gets defeated by the good guys, but that doesn't happen really. He um no mm-hmm. he he wins, but then he's so greedy that um he goes kaboom. Right. Yeah, he's just locked in his own hell the entire time and then explodes. <laughs> but it's so it, but it's so perfect because he doesn't even want to hurt people. He just wants them to see him eating the cheese and see that he is proper. Right. You know, or what he thinks proper is. Yeah, and the way he talks and everything, it's obvious that he's not, you know, he's not upper class or whatever. And that's... Oh you know, yeah, he he, just wants, he sounds yeah he's he sounds like someone he's, he's putting on pretension trying to mask his yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's something I mean oh, so wild yeah because the yeah in America right there's no class system or there is totally a, like class structure that there everyone ignores yeah. <laughs> there are divides between rich and poor that everyone likes to ignore. <laughs> Oh, do you know what? Yeah. What, what you just said reminds me of the um, uh, 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 John Steinbeck quote. I think oh. is it is it John Steinbeck who who said something like, um, "You know, America's uh, rich, America's poor, um, <laughs> convince themselves that they are just temporarily embarrassed millionaires." Oh, I I didn't oh. know that that went back as far as Steinbeck. That's absolutely true. Yeah, I mean, it's just I like, mean, you can hold yeah. it to present day politics, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but um, that's something. But I think I think it's done um, in a caricatured enough way in the box trolls that you kind mm-hmm. of get it. Yeah, you know, like these people live in a big white house, and they, you know, yeah. um, oh god, I love the I love the little joke with um. Where the cheese, the giant uh, Kurt... goes, go goes out of the house. Curd and... way. No, 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 no. Oh, where's curd um, way? It comes after that... milk. Oh, it turns into milk. <laughs> oh, it turns it into milk. That turns into milk. Comes after. It turns yeah. into. That's it. Bum bum bum. That's ridiculous. So no, funny. It's 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 just the scene where um, Lord Portly Ryan's big roll of cheese. <laughs> Gets knocked down the stairs. Oh yeah! <laughs> and he com- and he yeah, makes yeah. this really sly little comment, like there's a callback. He says, "Ah, oh, a whole children's hospital could have been bought with that. <laughs> with what it costs to build that." <laughs> because earlier in the film, they're talking about like building a children's hospital, and then the other uh, white hats just go, "Let's have some cheese first and <laughs> we'll so funny. I bet Fox News wouldn't have liked this movie. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure they didn't. No, I'm sure they probably thought it was too scary for kids, and, and it had negative stereotypes about, yeah, about the people, our, be- our betters, about betters, <laughs> yeah. the people we should be privileged <laughs> to serve. Yeah, the people who got upset about Lego Movie. Look, it's negative business. Lord <laughs> Business is the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there wasn't so, enough mention of a god in it. No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- but okay, so there was one touching moment which for me was not. 
so I'm I'm kind of struggling as I'm thinking about it. Like I'm thinking, it wasn't a touching moment, like in like the Pixar like first ten minutes of Up Sense, but it was a strangely poignant moment when um, Eggs meets his father, and he's just this nut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that use, was silly. That was very crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he's <Yeah>. um, <laughs> he's lost it, you know. He, and and um, he's been tortured in a dungeon all this time. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's so it's, awesome. He's gone chicken oriental. Yeah, righty <laughs> <laughs> yeah. slag for mental. <laughs> to go really British. On <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't. Yeah, I don't hear that often. <laughs> No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no. Is that a thing still? I feel like I heard that. So, right, so yeah. no, basically, do you, Yvonne, do you mean like saying Oriental? Yeah, rhyming slang. I know what it is, but is that, uh, I thought that was like a thing from, I don't know. No, no, are you kidding? It's, it's absolutely, um, it's, it's just stuck. It's too much fun to stop. <laughs> There's even, you know, there's new, there's new slang. We don't, we don't only use one from <laughs> Victorian ages or something. You know. Yeah, like, the, the, like those whole um, uh, cheeky Nando's like monologues. <laughs> That's just full of. Um, did I tell you guys like one of those popped up on like a work email? And I work with lots of French people, and I have to, I had to spend like twenty minutes, like. But what is Chiki Nando? Yeah, but I had to spend like 20 minutes like <laughs> translating um, like British slang for this person who could speak pretty good English but uh-huh. just has no idea when it comes to slang. <laughs> like, uh, it was like, you know, all sorts of words like uh, Bants, Archbishop, Archbishop, <laughs> Archbishop of Banterbury, uh, <laughs> uh, Bosch, um, all sorts of weird. Ban- okay, I don't know what bants is. Banter. Oh, oh. okay, sure. Yeah. Just give me another it, one. It, 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 <laughs> well, it's just it's just kind of evolved. It's like bants, banter, archbishop of banterbury. You know, just weird. It's it's just it's just That's slang. cool. Yeah. No, I mean, I it's find not. that so fascinating. <laughs> it absolutely is. No, I mean, as I, you know, I work with. Uh, uh, youth here in New York City, right? Like we do little short mm-hmm. films together, and um, I've learned a small handful of slang words. I, I learned, I learned some slang. I love it. Too. Did you? Did you? Did you? Do you know what Netflix and chill means? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that was online. <laughs> I mean, what it, what Does it, it mean, means means. It means you watch Netflix and relax. Well, well that's I, what they no. say. That's what you would yeah. think it would yeah, mean. That's, that's <laughs> It's code. it's code for watching that. It's code for like maybe putting on Netflix, but turning over and have, hook have, up have, code. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. So like, so like kids, like, but seriously, like kids in high schools can like organize orgies just by just by like posting Netflix and chill in the dorm room. Like. It's the kind of slang you can use in front of your parents. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going. Over. And there's someone who doesn't know what it means. Just turn up going. Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch Orange is the New Black. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
I was here to watch Bojack Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Uh, back to the film. Yes. Yeah. And as we were talking about Britishness, there's yeah the cast. There's some really good people in the cast. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, apart from Ben Kingsley, obviously, who is an obvious standout, <laughs> and we've talked about, and yeah, he won, he won, and he won an Annie's for that for best anime performance, which is completely, completely worth worth it. Um, yeah, but there's lots of good people in it. Uh, Richard Owadi's really funny, and Nick Frost, and apparently they um, recorded a lot of their lines together, <clears> which <throat> is um, oh. quite unusual. Um, yeah, and they're really good. Uh, um, yeah. Tracy Morgan's pretty. He doesn't doesn't say a lot, but pretty. <laughs> what he does say works well. Yeah. Who um, is Lord Portly Rhine? Jared, Jared Harris. Harris. Yeah, I love I don't him know so who much. That is. Oh, you do mm. though. He's he's been in so many things. Um, he he. Well, he was in Mad Men, but that was more recent. He was in. I think he was Moriarty in um, in uh, Guy Ritchie's Sherlock Holmes. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, he's um, been in tons um, of stuff. <clears throat> he and was Simon in... Pegg was uh, yeah. Simon Pegg Jelly. But but yeah, like uh, Richard Iwadi is just the funniest guy alive. Oh uh, yeah, he's so genius. he com- for me he completely stole when when Snapchat mm. was not on screen. He completely <laughs> well, he would usually share the scene with him, but he's just <laughs> all of his lines are really funny and the way he delivers them. Yeah, I I love the fact they cast him. Yeah, um, and can we give a quick shout out to Steve Bloom and is it uh. Was it Maurice LaMarche or some another well known oh, really? voice actor uh, who were doing the voices of um, the trolls? Uh, I think I think um, I think Fish is um, voiced by Steve Bloom at least. And Maurice LaMarche? Because he he he. I know him probably best as like is Kiff from Sir Lang Sir Langsdale. Right. Um, from as Kiff oh. from Futurama. Oh no! Oh yeah. So it's not him. It's not him. Then. But there's another um, another well-known voice actor. Um, is does right. the trolls. Right. So uh, so um, as we're talking about this movie, and we're sort of like wrapping up, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as we're talking about this movie in context of like the movies that were nominated for Oscar, um, the Oscar animation category. For animated features yes. this year, how do we think mm-hmm. it stacks up compared to? I mean, I, does it even compare? I don't know. It's so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Okay. D. Bradley Baker uh, is the Bradley the voice Baker. of D. D. The the very. D. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. He plays Fish, Wheels, and Bucket. And Steve Bloom, sorry, he was Shoe and Sparky. There you go. I love sorry, those names. I just wanted to clear those that up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love, I love the whole thing of them named after the boxes. Um, oh, I always yeah. wondered like how that would play in Spain. Like, is it huevos? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he called huevos in, <laughs> in Spanish? 
<laughs> or do they call him eggs? Oh, well, yeah. never... And I love, I also just, you know, the fact that he's named after, he's he's just the same as the box jogs. He, he's named oh, yeah, after he never gets his, his real name. Yeah. 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 And yeah. also, <clears throat> you know, it, it works. It works as a name, mm-hmm. so, but it's it makes sense. In yeah, it's a, it's story. a bit, it's a bit Oliver um, Twist. It's a bit you know like mm-hmm. Street Kid, like the Dodger and Eggs. Yeah. And I love how they I love how they um they sort of beat the boxes to yeah. to clap and to show. That's really cool. <laughs> and, and the way they use them like a tortoise. Yeah, like right. Hide. Exactly. When, oh. when eggs is in yeah in in the upper level in the our world or or whatever like human world, and uh, and oh. he the yeah, yeah the uh, the carriage goes past and he crouches down immediately, like a mm. turtle. <laughs> Turtle protective yeah, posi- yeah, position. Yeah. <laughs> having said about about it not having such an emotional thing, for uh-huh. me, uh, I've just re- I have just remembered um, there is a bit that were, that's really effective uh, when after Eggs has been up to the upper world and he comes back and he's he's um, he's a bit changed by the mm. basically and he he's. Um, He's shouting at the box trolls, and they're, they're oh, like, Oh, yeah, in the, yeah. Um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's, that bit, it's like, Oh, the poor box trolls. Because, you know, it's animalistic, you know, it's like animals carrying, and you just feel empathy yeah. for them. I mean, yeah. I, 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 got, I, I, so I gotta be really clear about what I'm saying when I say there's not really that kind of, same kind of feeling. And I mean exactly that. I mean, there isn't exactly that same brand of emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, where they could have gone, you know, um, Fish and Eggs share that LP, uh, which is like yeah. their song. Mm-hmm. And it, they could have chosen like a really schmaltzy, uh, you know, tune. But they chose this like weird, like, um, is it Italian? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. That's probably completely wrong. <laughs> um, uh, if it had been made by DreamWorks circa um, 2004 or something, it'd probably be <clears throat> who let the dogs out or something or something they could exactly, share. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so this is exactly like the kind of you know, like, so so the sorts of jokes they go for. They go for like a really old pun about like milk mm. turns into it. Milk turns into curds yeah. and white. Um, right. That's You're right like, with the yeah, the one you know band. they yeah they don't have like a bunch of um, pop culture references. The jokes yeah, they the, do have mm-hmm. are jokes on like duality of um, you awesome. know of, of existence and awesome. Know. That's how yeah, all exactly. movies should be. No, but <laughs> no, but um, but it forces them to, timeless. <laughs> but it forces them to be a bit more creative with yeah. With mm-hmm. But not only that, but you know, like that record. One thing that I really love about that is it's got, and I don't know the reason for the the specific song, and there's probably more to it, right? It's all on purpose, but um, mm-hmm. it's more like a found record, too. Ah, I mean, he found they live yeah. off of the trash yeah. from mm-hmm. the world that's above. Yeah, right, the wombles. Yeah. So I mean, in saying, a way, it's yeah, like perfect. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, another, yeah, some other like the, the dongle flaps. I'm sorry, this episode. Oh yeah, the, 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 oh Chris, do you remember the dongle flaps? 
They were so good. The dongles? The dongles? Let's, let's, oh. rem- let's, let's reminisce about them to make Yvonne feel left out. <laughs> oh. Well, just tell me about them. My favourite them. is uh, monkey flaps. <laughs> what are they? Tell me. I made them up. The dongles. Well, yeah, to we, make it. We were I was just, making it. The Wombles were real. Oh. But then, like, then dong- we started making dong- things up. They're like, those are, the, that's a, those are little computer um, um, security oh. keys. <laughs> yeah, they're little creatures based on, on Bluetooth headsets. <laughs> okay. No, the Wombles were um, hmm. a... I, I think they were 60s or something. It was an old British stop motion um They sort of looked these... like raccoons, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Or foxes, maybe. With, with all like badgers. Yeah. Mm. And they lived on Wimbledon Common, <laughs> and they they picked which up is a real place. Rubbish. Huh. Yes. And they picked up rubbish and they made things out of it, and it was an old. BBC it was series, a, it, it, and they also had a pop. pop that must career. have been a seventies oh. thing, because yeah, oh, because yeah. it was all about like making use of recycling. Recycling, mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, sorry, Chris. Yeah, they had a pop. They had lots of pop. <laughs> Several number one records, really. And and they had and it, used to, it, it, it was a stop motion series, but then as a pop group. They had people dressed up in giant Wombles costumes. Nice. Yeah, because Wombles are supposed to be tiny. Mm, mm. <laughs> so then they had so, to big build huge sets with like matchboxes and things to give them. Oh no, they just had scale. them on the they just had them on the top of the pops stage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they no, they didn't bother with that. It was just them next to um, J- Jimmy Savile, probably right. Can't go back to any of that stuff. No, it's been it's been oh, uh, it's been burned and. Oh. <laughs> so 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 okay. Those not... will have to go in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Savile in the show notes. Right. No, no, so, okay. That's not happening. So, so um, uh, not to completely get off track and just make a bomb <laughs> feel very left out. I think so. What I'm trying to say about the movie and what it offers mm-hmm. is and I and I kind of think the same thing of, of, of um uh oh my goodness, what is that movie? Um Cloudy with the Chance of Meeples. Where mm-hmm. it's not trying to be like this prestige like Pixar movie where you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll want to watch it with your grandma a million times and you know, it, it's it's Genuinely, and I, despite what they say, it seems like they're genuinely trying to do something that is different. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really, you know, like if you look at the was it five movies that were nominated for, for the Oscar? Uh, How to Train Your Dragon Two, Big Hero Six, Song of the Sea, Prince Kaguya, and Box Trolls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, you have like those movies and they all kind of are unique in their own way but I think you know Song of the Sea is very unique and Princess Kaguya is very unique but Box Trolls is even you know it's different again Mm -hmm. and I I honestly can't think of like another year like this past um, year of nominations that that is so Mm. diverse It's, it's just incredible so 
what, what, what I'm, what I'm saying is, it might not offer exactly the same flavor that we're expecting, where we've come to expect from, you know, big animated movies. Uh, so I think when it, when it has its heart, it's in a different place. You know, it's, ah, it's, yeah. it has a heart, but it's, it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a grimy little stop motion heart with, you know, a dry brush, you know, um, paint over it and stitches and it's, it's, and it's probably bugs. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then it'll explode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I love watching it and it's entertaining and it's funny. It's just, uh, it's just generally really different. Yeah, and what you're saying about how does it stack up? Um, I don't know if you were talking in a sort of ranking way or just how it compares. Um, well, yeah, I was. I was saying, you know, like, is there any point in trying to compare it? Um, it's just like you said. Yeah. Just those films are all so different from each other. Um, I mean. I'd you know I'd I'd find it hard to really pick a favorite out of them. I suppose it's for me it's between How to Train Your Dragon two and Song of the Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're so completely different from each other that and all the other films are again completely different. Um, yeah, I mean I've but, I've come I've come to like you know the, the, not to sound too communist about it all, but you know the nomination is the winning with the Oscars. Yep. And, yeah. And the fact that like it's being recognized is, is so cool to me because it means that more people are just going to see it. You know, it, 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 things just do work out that way. Um, we should, um, are we also going to cover the, you know, Signe Baumain and Bill Plumpton were also nominated earlier? For their films, right? They were uh, yes. rocks in my pocket, rocks in my pockets, and cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, right? The, have yeah, you guys we got. Seen I, I've got. I've, I've got to track those down. Nope. You know, um, Signe uh, Balme had a screening <clears throat> of Rocks in My Pockets, or she did, or is going to, um, in London. Mm-hmm. I can't make it, so I'm quite bummed about that because it's not really. It's 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 not on VOD or anything like that here. Um, so yeah, I still have it. It is. You that. can get it. You can watch it through Yakra. Yakra. You can yeah. You can watch that through Yakra. It's uh, okay. You'll have did, to put that in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, um, she's also did an um, yeah alternative distribution platform. It's through it's crowdsourcing alternative distribution platform. She, um, I just contacted her actually. She's gonna, she's giving us permission to, um, screen some of her shorts at, uh, oh, one of the Annie nights. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. cool. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, both of those films, uh, were all, what, what were the other, uh, nominations offhand that were like sort of nominated oh, was early it, on? Was, was Wrinkles nominated? I, I, I was... And that, that's, I, Ooh, I don't know. Was that early? Because it came out um, a couple of years ago in Spain. I don't know if it 
qualified for the last one or whether it was the one right. before. Are you, are you talking about like the long list of um? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Cause yeah. Because there was so much on that, it's not just <laughs> it's not just the bigs that were good. I think um, I think know, we should I know, talk. I, about, I think we should talk about rocks in my pockets because I do want to catch that. Yeah, if we can watch it. Um, but anyway, so box, yeah, box. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, um, it'll be it'll be interesting, I think, to because the next thing from Leica is going to be something really different. Um, it's based on Japanese mythology or something. Oh, so cool! It's so different from what they're doing now. Huh? So that's that, wild. There's been sort of a through line at the moment. Um, obviously, this is set in British type world, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, um, Paranorman was sort of was it fifties America? No, it was it was it was modern it was America, contemporary. Uh, actually, modern. that was it's one thing. I, that was one thing I loved about Paranorman because, like, he used his his mobile phone as like a light in the That's dark, right. which right. I thought was such a modern like. Observation, yeah, it, clearly, yeah, and also right. like the the fact that you know this, uh, yeah, you know it it was like revealed at the end that 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 hunky guy that the um that his sister was chasing after like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> had a yeah. boyfriend had a boyfriend. And <laughs> also in the um the advert for the first teaser for Box Trolls, um, oh yeah, it has about yeah, families. families. And one yeah. one of the families it showed was like a same sex couple, or whatever. So yeah. they are a progressive company. And 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 you know, um, I think that's for me, that's something that um is really intriguing about them. Is that there's because they have lots of different directors and they prove they can do different sorts of stories. Although all kind of admittedly a little bit kind of creepy and with some kind of mm. horror um, like undertones to them, it's it's just the collection of artists that they have, which is gonna like keep me excited about seeing their next movie. You know, there's mm-hmm. the um, I immediately bought the art of book for Box Trolls because I just wanted to know who these people were who had all these amazing ideas of. Like you know, design and <clears throat> and mm-hmm. um, you know who storyboarded the scene and you know things like that. Um, and I I think that's a really powerful thing because you know they're they're not they're not banking on like ideas. You know, like DreamWorks, like you know they have a success and they say, oh yeah, how Train Dragon will be an entire seven series franchise. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a seven mm-hmm. movie franchise and. You kind of sign. You go, okay, yeah, but you could have like spoken to the people who had that idea because if they have an idea that good, <laughs> it's likely they're going to have ideas which are probably just as good, and we can have <laughs> new ideas that way, and you'll be happy and you'll make money. <laughs> and it seems like like a kind of understand to invest in people, and I I, I think that's um that's just really cool to me. Definitely. Cool. I I think that sounds like a good place to end it um, <laughs> unless anyone's got anything else to say I think I'm good I... go watch Box Trolls go watch Box Trolls <laughs> although you've already seen it if you've listened this far probably yeah. uh, go watch it again <laughs> and if you have listened without watching the film go watch Box Trolls <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
even though you know how it ends vaguely. Um, <laughs> and I, oh, sorry, I got, I got, I got to say as well, like it was such a strong year this last year as well. Mm. You know, like in any other year, yes. like this probably would have been my favorite animation. But it was the same year as like you know Princess Kaguya and Song of the Sea. Uh, so you know it's so much. it's um, but it's in good company. Hey, folks! If you haven't done, go back and listen to our song in the sea and Princess Kaguya, and yeah. How to Train Your Dragon Two, uh, and How to Train Your Dragon Two. <laughs> yeah, obviously. How could I forget? Um, right. Uh, so that's been another episode for the AFA podcast for episode hey. ten. And <laughs> we will join you. Sorry. We will be. We will join you. <laughs> We will be back very soon uh, for another episode when hopefully we may have more people <laughs> um, if we can work it out. Um, and you can find all our stuff on animationforadults.com with regular updates of news, reviews, articles and stuff and occasional interviews and stuff. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Check out all our updates on animationforadults.com. Also, you can find us on Twitter at AFA Blog. You can find us on Tumblr. You can find us on Google Plus, and you can find us on Facebook. And you can find Dan on the Twitter. And you can. Where can <laughs> you can find me at Hamu H A N O. And you can find Yvonne all over the place. <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Eisner underscore Inc. And also, please visit uh, animationnights.nyc or .com and uh, submit your short animated film. Yes, do that. And you can follow me at Mr. Christor on the Twitter, and it's also the same on Facebook. And follow all of us at AFA Blog, and we will catch you next time when I don't know what we'll be talking about, but it should be fun. Uh, so it'll be cartoons I can tell you that um, we will speak to you soon goodbye everybody bye, bye. <laughs>
check it out soon. Yeah. <laughs> check it out now. Yeah. <laughs>